That's what I'm saying. It's a good thing we went and got Duncan today because uh, it's very popular in the Northeast. Fucking, dude, uh, uh, do you the feel northeast. hungover? When are you in the Northeast? We're talking JFK. Boston. Best. They love Duncan up there. I think they call it Dunks up there. Dude, yeah. It's fucked up that it's not Dunkin' Donuts no more. It's I mean, Duncan. Society renamed it. It's kind of like how the YMCA now just goes by the Y. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I think they just like they see it as an easy way to rebrand, and then like hey, people Ugh. like just call it this anyway. They're like, look at it. they they can't it up. Hey, we're pretty hip. Uh, yeah, follow no. at the Y on TikTok. <laughs> Take us for a chance to win a family day at the community pool. Yeah, but you still have to pay fucking five hundred dollars a month. So. And members' fees, yeah. Yeah, members' fees, taxes, the sort. I just can't believe people can actually afford the YMCA. I've been to the YMCA. Not a single person there looks rich. Everybody who goes to the YMCA. I mean, it's not five hundred a month though, right? It's pretty expensive. I don't think it's five hundred. I think it's like two. It's like two hundred dollars a month for one person. It's like a hundred and ten. Man, and then you get some kids, childcare involved. That's what I'm saying. You never taking your kid there. But the people, but the people who are there look like Didn't you have a membership at the Y. I did for a bit. That's how I. That's how I know people yeah. at the Y don't look as rich as they should. Yeah, we played some pickup basketball at the Y. I forgot about that, Greg. We did, but uh, got our asses beat, dude. I do oh not my play God, basketball. Yeah, that, was, that was, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you are horrible at basketball. Yeah, I've never been good, but you know, I try for my friend because. Something he's interested in, so thank you. I, I strive. And you and I, we do another thing together. It's this show. Welcome to Story Still to Tell, everybody. Hello. Hello. It's uh, it's always going to be the two of us. Um, yeah, so we're jumping right back in. This is our fourth episode on the year 1963. Well, actually, before that, thanks for all your patience with everything, because it's been a bit. Smash and I had a pretty busy holiday season. I'm sure it was utter chaos. So you know yeah. how be busy, busy, busy. We're the back. last thing I'm gonna do is, you know, well, we just don't have time, right? Like I can't get like scripts done. And uh, anyway, thanks for being patient. Uh, totally expect to return to normal scheduling as the year continues. Uh, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everybody! Happy fucking New Year! Uh, we'll talk resolutions later. That's a good way to close. Yeah, we'll close it out. Yeah. Uh, this is our fourth episode on the year 1963, and while we haven't covered the year itself, we are rapidly approaching the event in question. We've covered Lee Harvey Oswald and his life and the path he took to get to Dallas in 1963. Now we have to talk about another man who was in Dallas at the same time, a young Bostonian who grew up nicknamed <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Jack! But we now know him as John F. Kennedy. How did he get to Dallas that fateful day? Well, the story starts way back in Brookline, Massachusetts on May 29th, 1917 at 83 Beals Street. Greg. What's up? Your fucking impressions are killer, dude. Thank you. That's what's going to sell this show to people. <laughs> John, the fucking voices. John F. Kennedy. John Fitzgerald Kennedy was born to Joseph P. Kennedy Sr., a businessman and politician, and mother, Rose Kennedy, whose maiden name was Fitzgerald, which is where uh, JFK got his middle name, who was a philanthropist and socialite. 
to be a socialite, to just be categorized as that has got to just be a wonderful existence. What exactly does that mean? A socialite? Yeah. That, what, it like, means just, just the elite? Like, yes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You are famous for being, like, Wealthy. your last name. Yeah, you are famous for being associated with fame. But to be a socialite, you have to also be, like, moderately respectable. You know, like a celebrity. Right, You like, instead of, you know, having a job, you learn manners. Yeah. But, like... You it's go a to, dance. Yeah, you <laughs> um, go to like forming school. Right. Yeah, li- yeah literally. Yeah. But like, I don't know, who's popular with kids these days? The Demilios? Yeah, you know, from TikTok. I, yeah, I guess. I they're don't not know. socialites, but you would say they're like social celebrities. Mm-hmm. Socialite means you probably like spent a lot of time abroad as a child. Abroad. Abroad. <laughs> uh now Rose Kennedy, she was philanthropist and socialite. And her father was a uh, a man named John F. Honey Fitz Fitzgerald, who served as a U.S. congressman and served two terms as mayor of Boston. That's where John F. Kennedy gets his name. Uh, on his dad's side, uh, grandfather was P.J. Kennedy, who was a Massachusetts state legislat- legislator. Uh, and so, yeah, you combine those two families... Success, politics, One all of that. One political superpower. Yeah. And then you are, have a fucking family that is essentially just running the tiny state of Massachusetts. Dude, that totally had to be, like, planned, right? That's the thing about like being a socialite. they created also. a monarchy it's in the, a small system. That's crazy. Yeah, being labeled a socialite means you also, yeah, are going to be, like, sought after for... Shit like that. Right. Having a kid that... Building a family, yeah. <laughs> that has the name. So you'll always be rich. Permanently. And never have problems. Generational wealth. Shit. Uh, now, all four of his grandparents were children of Irish immigrants, and his rise, John F. Kennedy's, would be that of the American dream. Uh, John was the second oldest of nine children behind Joseph Jr., who is actually the golden child. We won't talk about Joseph Jr. too much, but people say he was the one that was supposed to be president. Damn. And he he was the family favorite. But there's Who reason. Who says that? Historians. Also, I think no. like just most people agree. Damn. Uh, he also had... Uh, what, what happened to him? What the fuck? Uh, he died in the Air Force. We'll get to it. He died. Oh, he, okay. he was a war hero. Oh, yeah. damn, a patriot. Uh, he was ahead of sisters Rosemary, Kathleen, and Eunice, and Patricia, but ahead of little Robert, Jean, and Edward. I think Jean might be a girl, too. But uh, It wasn't too long before the family began calling JFK Jack, which is how we'll refer to him for his childhood, or at least the early kind of part of this. Uh, now, Jack was not a very healthy baby, and Rose recorded on his little in his birth journal uh the numerous childhood diseases from which he suffered which included cough, measles and chicken pox <laughs> dude when he, he was having a tough time he is a broken man he was he was dead by the time he was like 28 <laughs> he couldn't walk jesus christ uh, on February 20th, 1920, when Jack was not even three at this point, he became sick with scarlet fever, 
which we don't know, super contagious, genuinely life-threatening, especially in the fucking 20s. Uh, his dad, terrified that little Jack would die, took him to the hospital where he stayed by his son's side every day. It's a good father. That is a great father. That's uh, not something I'd like think would happen in the 20s. No, yeah, you'd probably forget about him. Dude, a century ago? I mean, they. Uh, one of his sisters, Rosemary, was the one who was autistic mm. well science is historians have looked back and thought now she was she was the one who was sent to the lobotomy yes and, and just was brain dead yeah murdered in like a long-term way yeah because lobotomies never worked no but they might they that's, that's, what they, they brought, that's how they always brought yeah. them back in hey. it's like we'll get them with the next one yeah i got this ice pick to your dome <laughs> ding, 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 it could ding. work um scoop out part of someone's brain or <laughs> acid on certain parts you're crazy they just they would open up like top of the skull and then they would just like pour like hydrochloric <laughs> acid and they're just like if we just rot away this one part of the brain that we get uh now when jack was three the kennedys moved to a new home because he was born at his house uh just this time just more outside of boston beautiful 12 bedroom home shit. Uh, giant fucking mansion holy uh, shit dude all 12 bedrooms 12 that bedrooms. is humongous can you fucking imagine i that's like the top floor of your apartment building right now mm-hmm. it's like would be my entire the size of my apartment building now all of this success pretty much came at the hands of uh jack jfk again i'll keep keep reminding you as i say it, jfk is jack, jack. Uh, this all pretty much came thanks to uh, to Jack Jack's father, um, super hardworking businessman type of guy. He went to Harvard, Harvard, uh, and oftentimes said that he didn't feel like he quite fit in because he was Catholic, and especially in the 1920s, uh, people didn't really like Irish people. So uh, he always had he kind of did like the vision board thing where he put down all of his goals and he said that he was going to make a million dollars by the time he was 35 which hey you and me both million dollars yeah. back then goes a lot further than it does yeah now. that's like asking for a billion dollars yeah <laughs> hey dude honestly now a big part of what would eventually be jfk's political career stems from his great-grandparents irish immigrants uh who pretty much grinded hand farming in the fields for their families and uh jack kennedy you know he understood that uh that was why his family had uh such a lavish such a such a lavish lifestyle you know uh at the end of the school year the kennedy children would go to their summer home in hyannis port on cape cod where they enjoyed swimming sailing and playing touch football yeah, I bet they fucking did. <laughs> Try going to a community pool on West Side. You'll just step on glass. <laughs> you have to wear socks in the pool. Fucking eh. You can't um, even you're not even allowed to rent towels. No, but I get that I'm privileged. No, I get it. They have at the fucking concession stand, it's like the Please. security gate is half pulled down at all times. Yeah. <laughs> the community pool. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I don't recognize you, sir. Uh what are you here for? I've been to gated communities like that. They have a security guard there twenty four seven to let people nice. in and out. So yeah, that's what this dude was. This he was just a fucking Chad. Should have named him crazy. Chad Kennedy. Um, now uh, the Kennedy children, 
were always said to have played hard and enjoyed competing with one another, especially Joseph Sr. Or, excuse me, especially Joseph Jr., who was encouraged by Joseph Sr., especially amongst the boys. See, now, Joseph Sr. I got two Joes. Because Joe Jr. is the one that people thought was the golden child because he was the, the big junior. dog. Joe senior was, uh, the guy who kind of, he, he was JFK's dad and his grandfather was also a politician. I mean, both of JFK's grandfathers were politicians, right? All of that Congress. Yeah. Uh, mayor. And so Joe senior was kind of the first one who started to like really, really consider like politics to be like the identifier of the Kennedys and power and all of that, which is why he married the socialite Fitzgerald combine the families. First one, make a superpower. They can't be penit- an impregnable defense. Yeah. Except for the Kennedy curse. Cause they all just fucking die. Yeah. Anyway, you get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Sr. was said to be a father with very high expectations, and he wanted the boys to win at sports and everything they tried. As he often said, this is according to this. They tried to like, I don't know if this is actually a quote he said, to be honest, because I don't know the actual origin of this quote. Okay. But sources have, for whatever reason, really strongly attributed it to Joseph Sr. And part of me thinks it's just very biased because they just are dick riding the Kennedys. He used to often say, when the tough get going, or Jesus, when the going is t- <laughs> Eloquent. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. I don't know if he came up with that. I don't think he did. I mean, that's kind of a pathetic quote. It's not like a really quotable thing. No. That's such an easy word flip or combination dude now it's said that sometimes these competitions amongst the children went too far whoa one time joe suggested that was he doing cage fights (laughs) (laughs) joe jr suggested that he and jack jfk race on their bicycles they collided head on and joe emerged unscathed out of the wreckage while jack (laughs) laid on the ground bleeding requiring 28 stitches this isn't like a war, dude. These are <laughs> children. <laughs> These are two kids. These kids fucking around. That's a layer. 28 stitches? He, That's a JFK gash, did dude. Get fucked up. Uh, That's a yeah, gash. Jack was said to have stood up and just brushed it off, probably looked down on it. <laughs> Pathetic. Yeah, exactly. Pathetic. Now, because Joe, two years older and stronger, Whenever they Less fought, weird, more confident. <laughs> more handsome. He is more handsome. If you look up pictures of Joe, Joe Jr., he's definitely the best-looking Kennedy son. Yeah, by All far. Right. Uh, now, JFK, Jack, got his ass beat by Joe a lot. Growing <laughs> up is kind of the saying around here. But that, to some people, in hindsight, was because Joe understood the threat that was... Jack Kennedy. What? Who? What? (laughs) They're again. They're fucking kids. 
<laughs> Seriously, me and my brother fought a lot. Yeah, why wouldn't you? It's fun. I fought with my sister too. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I remember watching you and we Reagan squabbed. go at it. Uh, she would always cry. Yeah, <laughs> she started it too. Yeah, She's also bigger than me, I audience. I just to let you know. She would start it. You would just like fucking. Hiya! Yeah, she would cry. She was lit. Uh, does she listen to the show? Uh, probably not. I told. <laughs> I've told all my family about it, and they're like, "We'll stay away from yeah. that." Oh wow, sounds great. <laughs> now, that's when, cool uh, though. When he was fourteen, Jack was sent to the Choate Road. Is <laughs> a real place. <laughs> Yeah. Choate. Go on. Choate. That's a T, not a D. Rosemary Hall, a prestigious boarding school in Wallingford, Connecticut. No. There he played tennis. There he played tennis, basketball, and golf, and also enjoyed reading. No, yes. His friend Lem Billings remembers how unusual. Lem? Lem, L E M. Like a country bumpkin name. Up in Connecticut. Yeah. Sebastian and I do know a guy named Lem who was a really fun guy in middle school. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him after middle school. I haven't talked to him for a decade, but he was holds, tight. Holds a place in my heart. Yeah. Uh, Shout out, Lem. Now, according to Lem, he found it odd that JFK, young Jack, had a daily subscription to the New York Times. To the Playboy <laughs> Mansion. Uh, now, Jack was described to have a clever and individualist mind, according to his headmaster, but he wasn't always the best student. Uh, he didn't didn't work as hard as he could. You know, he's one of those guys where, you know, you get pulled into the office and they're like, I can tell you're smart. Just need I know you, you know it's cool. You got potential. Just need you to take it serious. It's just too easy. It's too easy. It's just too easy. Uh, his favorite subjects were said to be history. English, which I don't know, they're fine. Those are fine subjects. I like history a lot. Started this show for a reason, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, history and that shit tend to be the uh, favorite subjects of kids who are always a little weird. You know, yeah. That and well, French. Anybody I think took? We French. took all those classes. Well, yeah, we took all those classes, but <laughs> I like history as a hobby. Mm. I don't like it. As like a subject, really. It's right. fun to learn. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. Because you get to choose what you're learning about. Yeah. Hobby. Now, his older brother, Joe, he'd already been a choat. He's a choat mm. legend, dude. Mm. He'd been there mm. for two years. Football fucking star. Holy shit. Leading student, top of his class. Damn. Uh, That's a and, lot to uh, live up to. Yeah, so Jack lived in... Uh, Jack lived in Joe's shadow for some time and compensated with what is described as rebellious behavior. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, we'll have to, we'll get back to Maryland. We'll find out about that. Oh, whoa, whoa. Now, the most notorious story. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. JFK's most notorious stunt was exploiting a, fucking Jesus, exploding a toilet seat with a powerful firecracker. That they put powerful in quotes when yeah, describing powerful, it. Powerful, right. Uh now nah, you can blow a lid off a toilet. Dude, if you close the lid on a firecracker, that bitch is blowing. 
Oh yeah, you'll blow the the porcelain. You'll break <laughs> yeah, the fucking it's toilet. Shatter, dude. For sure. There was a there was a kid I knew who went to St. Thomas Academy, mm. the high school yeah. here in Minnesota, not prestigious. The college. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, now he was telling me senior uh, year, final day of classes. You know they're like the cadets or something, and they have to. They have to dress in their little suits and shit. Oh, right, right. Final day of class, they would uh they would all like pick amongst themselves a senior class. This is still probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard. They would all decide amongst themselves one bathroom on campus, one toilet. They would go get Chipotle for open campus because they have like open lunch. <laughs> they would all final day. <laughs> Shit in one toilet. What? I thought it was a Saint Thomas tradition. Are you fucking serious? I'm dead serious, Sebastian. That is so foul. <laughs> like, would they flush in between? <laughs> Dude, uh, you're telling me this is like an outdoor festival porta potty? That was the point. Uh, <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> that's a good prank, dude. I know exactly what that looks like, <laughs> what that smells like. <laughs> Can you imagine, bro? It's like the size of like the Triceratops shit from Jurassic Park, dude. You know where the dude had to put a rubber glove on his entire her entire arm, yeah, to dig through that. Can you imagine being the janitor? I'd fucking quit. You fucking deal with it. No way. Or we're hiring someone. I literally don't get paid enough for this shit. For this particular shit, I don't get paid enough. Why would you do like? That's funny. That's so funny. What if you don't have to shit? Why? You go back later. If you don't have to, I mean, it's dude, like, yeah. What if you're the last? Like, you, you hope you hope you have to shit first, because yeah, if you're last, let's stop talking about this. <laughs> you're gonna make me fucking yak. Is that not the funniest? <laughs> no, that's the foulest shit I've ever heard. That's ridi- that makes me glad that people are like, yeah, let's bring scooters to school. You know, dude, I can't fucking even read my script. I'm actually crying. <sighs> So, yeah, Man. I mean, all JFK did was put a firecracker in a toilet. <laughs> yeah. A uh, far, <laughs> far tamer when you compare it to this. 30, you know, 30 pounds. Dude, can you imagine just a little, little specks of corn? Do not. Dude. No. No. I, Greg, the problem is I do know what this looks like. I've been. <laughs> I've been to a rent fest. I've been to an outdoor concert. This is like a Lollapalooza, dude. Uh, you're like, dude, I just. I just need to pee. No, dude, yeah. Lollapalooza. Dude, Lollapalooza. I'm shitting on the ground if it's like that. It was worse at Lollapalooza, dude, because it is to the fucking brim, but like also mixed in are like (laughs) tampons and pads. (laughs) Because, like, you know, they're all. This is not good content. No, this isn't good content. We're talking. No. Okay. uh, So, anyway. We need to put a warning before that. Like, if you don't want to hear shit talk, potty talk. <laughs> the thing is, I'm going to be like, hey, maybe fast forward 30 seconds where we talked about this for like, 
It's been going Three on. Minutes. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> leave it in. Deal with it. Now, Kennedy really embraced that rebellious role the entire time Joe was there. But once Joe graduated, went off to Harvard, it said that Jack, JFK, relaxed a little bit. You know, he was like, all right, now I don't have to fucking don't have big brother swinging dick hitting my forehead everywhere <laughs> yeah. I go. I can you finally make a name for myself. I can. Now, it's only got two years, though. It said that there was one letter that Joe Sr. wrote to JFK while he was away at boarding school. He said, now, okay, I'm going to say that I'm... The, hang on, I'll get to it. Okay, okay. I'm trying to preface it, but <clears throat> Joe Sr. wrote, Now, Jack, I don't want to give you the impression that I am a nagger. For goodness knows, I think that is the worst thing any parent can be. And I don't look at me like that. <laughs> and I also feel that you know, if I didn't really feel you had the goods, I should be reading this in a Boston accent. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't really feel you had the goods. I would be most charitable in my attitude towards your failings. After long experience in sizing up people, I definitely know you have the goods. You can go a long way. Oh, by the way, you left your khakis. It is very difficult to make up fundamentals that you have neglected. I'm losing it. Fundamentals that you have neglected when you were very young. And that is why I'm urging you to do the best you can. I'm not expecting too much. And I will not be disappointed if you don't turn out to be a real genius. Oh, big brain guy. Yeah, oh, <laughs> fucking huge brain over here. But I think you can be a really worthwhile citizen with good judgment and understanding. <clears throat> That said to have really straightened him out. That plus Joe uh, Jr. graduating. He said, hey, maybe he's right. That's a really like motivational letter, but it's also like you don't have to be a dick that whole time. I don't want to be a nagger. Worst thing a parent can be, he said. That's word. Now, during I, his, yeah, I guess so. He's saying, hey, you know, I'm spending probably. I don't want to harass you and pester you and. 25k on tuition so hey i'm not trying to necessarily nag you but hey maybe make this worth it for me why don't you yeah please (laughs) now during his years at choate kennedy was again beset by health problems that culminated ultimately in an emergency hospitalization in 1934 uh where doctors initially thought he had leukemia he didn't have leukemia. Shit. They sent him to the mayo clinic shout out rochester yo for real shout out Minnesota uh, local. Ultimately, they diagnosed him there with colitis. Uh, I don't actually really know what colitis is, but it'll fuck you up. Sounds bad. Yeah. He graduated from Choate in June of the following year, finishing pretty much right in the middle of his class, 64th out of 112. Where do you think you finished in our high school class? Shit, dude. I don't know, like 100 out of 5. 100 out of 5? Five? 500. Our graduating class, I think, was way bigger than 500. No. Really? Yeah, that was about five. You finished at 100 out of five? I think so, yeah. My GPA was terrible. It was like a 2.4. Wait, no. Okay, I thought you were saying you finished 100th, counting down first. Oh, no. So you no. finished in the top I 20%? finished in the bottom Okay. 20%. <laughs> Hey, this not, is what I'm saying. I'm being realistic good. here. I think I'm that top bottom 20%. Nice. Now, he there 
on his final day, he was voted the most likely to succeed after he uh, had earned the role earlier in the year of business manager of the school yearbook. Now, when he graduated, wow. from, pretty impressive. I was good for you. <laughs> wow, those superlatives mean so much. Yeah, Jesus, dude, this is the perks of being an elite. <laughs> no, uh, ben and I went through. I mean, to be voted most likely to succeed out of a ton of elite kids. Eh? That's got to mean something. Yeah. Ben and I went through the like superlatives of our high school class. Yeah. I didn't know like half of the people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like from our grade. Our school is so fucking big. Like, yeah. It was anyway. 2,000 kids, but. Now, Jack graduated from Choate and, t- <clears throat> and enrolled at Harvard where Joe Jr. already was. Again, choosing to follow his fucking brother. Like his brother, he played football. Uh, He was said to, by the coach, to be not as good of an athlete as Joe, but, hey, he had a lot of determination and perseverance, participation. He wanted it. Uh, Now, unfortunately, one day while playing, he uh, ruptured his fucking disc after being slammed on his spine. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, this is back when they didn't wear any gear, huh? No, and this was his first back injury, and it was just never fixed. So, like, this is why he had, like, such horrible back problems as a 35-year-old. Jesus Christ. Now, it's said by people at Harvard, the two eldest boys, attractive, agreeable, intelligent, wonderful young men. Jeez. And, uh... Husband material is what I'm hearing. They were, uh, they said that Mr. Kennedy, the father, Joe Sr., would show up and, uh, point out, those are my children. That one too. Mm. Yes. Yes, 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 both of them actually. Yes, and it was. Uh, I raised them myself. I raised them myself when I sent them to school for four <laughs> years and never saw them. Hey, I wrote them a letter. They love me. <laughs> they love me. Uh, now, it was said after he graduated. Joe, remember, older than uh, JFK. I Jack. remember. I know Jack. You don't need to say JFK. I'm every making sure time. the audience is getting it. All right, I'll stop. I think they got it. I'll stop. We got her. So Joe graduated from Harvard, told his family, I'm going to be the first Catholic to ever be president. Shit. I'm telling you, they wanted Joe. Joe was that guy. He was that guy. He was the top dog. That moment. His first pick. That moment was said to make Joe Sr. so proud, speechless. He sat and he stared at his young lad. That's said, my boy. That's me. That's got my name. And uh, nobody doubted him, according to everybody. And Joe Joe Sr., who was already involved in politics, was pretty much saying, like, hey, we'll make that shit fucking happen. Yeah, man. this is going to be For a you? reality. Now, Jack, on the other hand, he was just a little more of a goofball. He was chilling. Again, college, chilling. Fucking cool chilling. He was active in student groups. People liked him and everything. And he worked hard in his history and government classes, but... He was always just average. Average. He tried out for football. He played a little golf. Maybe joined the swim team. Meh. This is after he got his fucking spine split in two. And right, and fixed. he's still like, man. He earned a spot on the swimming team, which is impressive for a guy who has, you know. <laughs> has part of his back missing. Only five-sixths of his spine still. <laughs> right, dude. He also, Jesus you know where he really shined? Think of a think of an elite Northeastern. What are they just inherently good at in terms of like maybe a school activity? 
I don't know, like uh, mock trials. Okay, that's a good one. Theater. Uh, the sailing team. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. No, no, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, Kennedy or Jack Kennedy uh, participated in the star class of the sailing team, whatever the fuck that means, and won the 1936 Nantucket Sound Star Championship. Hang that on your fucking wall, dude. <laughs> now, in July... That's a 19- big deal around here. But here's the big one. July 1937, this dude sailed from fucking Boston, whatever, probably the harbor, to France. And you know what? what? He, you know what he brought with him? His fucking convertible. His car. <laughs> I don't know how you even do that. What a gangster, dude. Was this a solo? They couldn't have been solo. No chance. This dude's been babysat his whole fucking yeah, life. He was yeah, he just like, look at me go. Now, when we say he sailed, he probably was on the boat. He was, <laughs> yeah, he was present. <laughs> he, he was present. But he was not the Capitan. He, uh, he spent 10 weeks driving his convertible through Europe. Just chilling. Fucking dork. Young bachelor. Yeah, what a fucking... Yeah, he is a fucking dweeb. Joe Jr., kind of tight. JFK. Jack. Bit of a fucking bozo. Being realistic here. Yeah, he sounds a little more relatable, though. <laughs> now, that same year, 1937, uh, Joe Sr. was appointed United States ambassador to England and moved there with the whole family, except for... Of uh, England? Of England. Or New England? No, England. Because he what? was involved in politics too, Joe Senior. That's right. why. That's why he was saying Joe Junior will make you president someday. Joe Senior was appointed ambassador of the United States to England. Got it. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. Ambassador. I see. Now Joe and Jack were obviously still enrolled at Harvard, so they didn't go with him. But uh, the whole family went, and this is supposed to be again when Jack was like, "All right, you know." Just like that letter from his dad kicked him up a notch. Now daddy's fucking ambassador to England. Let's kick it up a yeah, notch. Yeah, I got to make Jack, my family proud. He doesn't want to fucking cruise around and get roadhead or whatever in his convertible anymore. <laughs> He's more interested now exactly what doing. in doing fucking politics. He grew up a little bit. Yeah, he just had to get out of his system. He Everybody went, does. He would Except end up... Joe. Yeah, Joe's fucking perfect. Joe's perfect. Joe's a Greek god. Holy just shit. Just walking. Uh, he spent the next two years off and on abroad. Harvard was cool with Often it. Often on abroad. <laughs> <laughs> now, in June of 1938, the next year, Kennedy sailed overseas again, this time with his father and dearest older brother. Uh, this was to work with the American... No convertible in sight? No convertible this time. He was. He was this was a business trip. This is serious. Dad was going to go to work. Uh, Joe Jr. was going to probably work. Jack tailed along, and he said, hey, I'll come with. I can be serious, too. Let, I can me, do it. let me prove it. Now, his father was appointed by FDR. That's how he got the job. So right there, you have a Kennedys and Roosevelt's relationship. And before the Kennedys, it kind of was the Roosevelt's. And, to, and even the Roosevelt's still are way less like, I don't know. I think the Roosevelts are still, like, decently liked. The Kennedys yeah. nowadays are more involved with conspiracy and fucking <laughs> every one of them dying. Plus, like, Ted Kennedy killed that girl in that car crash. I think Ted Kennedy was that guy. I was I telling you about it. He, cra- he crashed his car into, like, a lake, and he said that the, the his passenger, I think it was his mistress, 
was dead when he went into the river and he couldn't or he couldn't help her out or something. But when they fucking pulled the car out of the lake, this is Ted Kennedy. There were like scratch marks on the ceiling because the lady was still alive and he just bailed and left her in the car. Damn. So, yeah, the Kennedys have a worse reputation, I think, historically than the Roosevelts. Right. Is what I'm saying. So, but this is where the Kennedys and the Roosevelts connect. Because this F- is where they, yeah, converge. FDR liked Joe Sr. That's how he got the ambassador position. Shit. So, 1939, Kennedy. I like you, Joe. Hey, I like the cut of your jib, plus your son's <laughs> handsome. Not, not Jack. He's got a big not head. Not Jack. I'm Joe, talking though. Joe. Joe Jr. Now, in 1939, Jack toured Europe, the Soviet Union, the Balkans, Middle East, and all in preparation for his Harvard Senior Honors thesis. He then went to Berlin, where the U.S. diplomatic representative there gave him a very secret message. Ooh. This is 1939. A very secret message about a potential war on the horizon. Maybe. 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 He was supposed to bring it back to his dad. That's that's why they did it. Hey, I'm going to tell you. You tell your dad. Go back. You know, he's a, he's a carrier pigeon, essentially. That's crazy, though. And uh, <clears throat> storms are coming. He did. I mean, he did. He did. He did relay the message, but... Uh, yeah, on September 30, uh, excuse me, on September 1st, 1939, that was the day that Germany invaded Poland, kind of marked the start of World War II, so, uh, yeah. God damn. This is just Kennedy, he brings, he kind of brings back that, um, that experience to Harvard, he ends up writing a, uh, he writes a paper about it, oh my god, so he, his senior honors thesis, um, in 1940, it's titled Appeasement in Munich, and it's based off this essential, like him receiving this secret and all this information from working with his dad as an ambassador. Uh, now, the thesis eventually became a bestseller. It's published and turned into a book. It's titled Why It's titled Why England Slept. I've never read the book. I think Damn. I've heard of it. I didn't know that um, popped off like that. Yeah, it addressed Britain's unwillingness to strengthen its military in the lead-up to World War II. The book also called for Anglo-American alliance against the rising totalitarian powers. Um, Kennedy, or Jack Kennedy, became increasingly supportive of the U.S. intervening in World War II. But his dad, Joe Sr., he was more on the isolationist side. He's like, hey, not until, not until provoked. Then comes Pearl Harbor. We get into it. And I was like, all right. Yeah. But the thing is. We're in now. He ended up being dismissed because of his isolationist status. He, uh. That he he didn't want to be a part of it. He then gets dismissed as ambassador. And that's where they, they break apart. The Kennedys and Roosevelt's, they're together. Then they fracture. And it's all over World War II. What? Just a little random fact. Yeah. Whoa. So. Jay, Joe, Joe Sr. did not want to get involved in World War II. Roosevelt's, by that point, FDR's president, uh, well, was president beforehand too, thinks that it's a growing possibility that the United States does. Joe Sr.'s not having it as an ambassador to England, and he gets dismissed from Yeah, his he's position. like, you know what? Fuck that. We're coming in. You're either with me or you're against me. Right. And, <clears throat> well, that wasn't a very long relationship. No, it was actually super quick. Uh, in June of 1940, yeah, the the fucking uh, 
Jack graduates from Harvard. Father sends him a telegram from London. Says, two things I always knew about you. You were smart. And that you're a swell guy. Love dad. I bet for fucking... Sorry, like that was like all like haphazard because I got distracted with the Roosevelt's and uh, Roosevelt's and Kennedy's. Jack writes that thesis titled "Why England Slept," or it's the thesis. The thesis is a t- is entitled "Appeasement to Munich in Munich," whatever. That eventually gets published years later as "Why England Slept," whatever. New Jack, York Times bestseller. Jack graduated from Harvard is the big thing here. Mm-hmm. So now. Now he's a man. Now he's a fucking man. And he initially wanted to go to Yale for law school, uh, but his big brother Joe had joined the Navy. So what does Jack do? Joins the Joins Navy. Joins the goddamn Navy. Uh, now Joe was a pilot, and he wanted to be like, you know, like on that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Jack was a lieutenant in the South Pacific and the commander of a patrol torpedo boat called the PT-109. Now, as a lieutenant, Kennedy had a crew of about 12 men whose mission was to stop Japanese ships from delivering supplies over in the Pacific. Damn. And on one fateful night, August 2nd, 1943, Lieutenant Kennedy's crew patrolled the waters looking for enemy ships to sink. A Japanese destroyer suddenly became visible, but it was too late. It was traveling at full speed and headed straight at them. Holding the wheel, Lieutenant Kennedy tried to swerve out of the way, but it was to no avail. The much larger Japanese warship rammed the PT-109, splitting it in half and killing two of Lieutenant Kennedy's men. The others managed to jump off as their boat went up in flames. Lieutenant Kennedy was slammed hard against the cockpit. This is all from like his citation, because he ends up getting an award from this. <clears throat> Holy shit. Once again, injuring his already weak back. Patrick McMahon, one of his crew members, had horrible burns on his face and hands as the f- <laughs> and was ready to give up. In the darkness, Lieutenant Kennedy managed to find McMahon and haul him back to where the other survivors were clinging to a piece of the boat that was still afloat. At sunrise, Lieutenant Kennedy led his men toward a small island several miles away, and despite his own injuries, Lieutenant Kennedy was able to tow the poor and pa- badly burnt Patrick McMahon ashore. A strap from McMahon's life jacket was clenched between JFK's teeth, Lieutenant Kennedy's teeth. Holy as he shit. Six days later, two native islanders found them and went for help, delivering a message. Jack had carved it into the side of a coconut shell, and the next day, the PT-109 crew was rescued. That's crazy. Can you imagine if those islanders were not, like, with you? They were hostile? Right. <laughs> Just skin you alive, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> fucking cool. straight up murder you. How history would have changed, right? Damn, wow. And that's Jack. That's JFK. Holy shit! Now it took only about a month for JFK to uh, return to duty, but under doctor's orders, Kennedy was again relieved of his command. That time he had been he was put on a smaller boat this time because yeah, his back. He's essentially walking around like. Like fucking rickety cricket from It's Always Sunny, dude. He's like teetering and tottering around. He was sent to a hospital on Tulagi, which I believe is an island in the Pacific. I could be wrong there. Um, From there, he returned to the United States in early of January 1944. And after receiving treatment for his back injury, he was released from active duty later that year. 
Now, at the end of the year, he was awarded and presented with the Navy and Marine Corps Medal for his heroic actions, which is pretty fair. He also got a Purple Heart. Oh, shit. Uh, but, see, he didn't really think... He, this is kind of where people are like, all right, you know, kind of a dickhead. He thought that he deserved the Silver Star, which, if you don't know, is two steps below the Medal of Honor. Okay. It's the third highest distinction, plus the of Silver bravery Star. and... Yeah, and the Silver Star is a combat award, and JFK's weren't combat distinctions. And I can understand a bit of his frustration, but to be honest, he wasn't in combat. He got hit by a boat. Yeah, he he didn't... Well, I guess that is combat. He didn't have a chance to engage back. Well, he also like wasn't actively being attacked. He was like attacked once. It's like being right. hit by like one singular grenade. When you read... like. The citations for have you read like some Medal of Honor citations? No, for the people who get them, oh. there's a reason most of those people who get those they're awarded posthumously. You have to like those are like the people who like fight off like 50 fucking 50 enemies down to their last bullet to save like people for a med evac and they end up dying, right? And then they get the Medal of Honor, some crazy selfless shit, yeah. So, like, the Silver Star, well, he didn't ask for a Medal of Honor though, I like no, he didn't, but he was like, hey, Silver Star, yeah, he didn't give get me this. some street cred. They didn't, he, he asked that he be reconsidered for it, which they politely declined. So, mm. <sighs> Then daddy not came gonna around. happen. Daddy came around. Joe Senior said, "Hey, let's just go ahead and give my boy that silver star." They also told him to fuck off. Oh, okay. Thank <laughs> God, dude. I was like, no way. But there was much worse on the horizon for the Kennedy family. Not Joe. Not Joe no, Junior. Don't say it, man. Don't you fucking tell me. On August twelfth, nineteen forty-four. Kennedy's older brother, Joe Jr., heroic Navy pilot, was killed while on a special and very hazardous air mission for which he had volunteered. Yo! Oh, my God. <laughs> Not Joe! His explosive-laden no. plane, because it was, like, I think a bombing mission. So he had a ton of bombs on board, blew up as they were detonated prematurely while flying over the English Channel. It wasn't even I don't even think he was really like shot down. I his, tried to look I tried to look into blue. it. I think they were just like missed they like set it to like Eastern Standard Time. They meant to set it to like <laughs> you know what I mean? Or they should have set it for Eastern Standard Or they, they hit set some it, turbulence. They, they, uh so yeah. Joe uh Joe Jr. passed away unfortunately and, no he was vaporized he was vaporized <laughs> he, he didn't pass away in his <clears throat> sleep peacefully now after uh after that so part of i don't know anything about the military to be honest and i know my brother listens so hey noah maybe you know chime in uh, he was honor kennedy ended up you know we said he was discharged he was honorably and he was discharged with with his full rank which again i have no idea if that i feel like everybody should be discharged with their rank unless it's a dishonorable right but the fact that they down a peg or two the fact that they even like put that in lee harvey oswald was dishonorably discharged Mm mm-hmm well, no, yes. he got he got the hardship discharge because he had to go take care of his mom. 
But he actually didn't but have he to did do that. that. He didn't have to do that. He had to that. go slit his wrists in Europe <laughs> or fucking <laughs> the Soviet <laughs> Union. Um, now, Kennedy, Kennedy, when he would later be asked, especially after his, uh, his brother's death, you know, hey, how's it feel to be a war hero? He said, it was easy. They just cut my PT boat in half. Yeah, that's kind of funny. It was easy. <laughs> <laughs> How does it funny. feel? It's like, um, I don't know. I didn't do anything. Yeah, I was just like, oh, shit. If you didn't do anything, why'd you fucking want the Silver Star so goddamn bad, you little baby? Well, now he's trying to play it off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. You know? he's he's like, like, nah, I, I was just kind of anyway. kidding about that. Nah, it was a goof. Yeah. I mean, was, he did uh, drag that one guy through his, like, teeth. Right. I'm so, fucking, that's pretty badass. Yeah, JFK man. definitely deserves that credit. Get a little bit of clout. In 1950, the Department of the Navy did offer Kennedy a Bronze Star. They were like, hey, we'll compromise. We'll give you a little boost. I think Bronze Mm -hmm. Star is probably like the fourth distinction. Right. Uh, But by now, he kind of forgot about it. He declined politely. They declined him. He declined. He says, Silver Star, fucking nothing. I'm not a Bronze Star (laughs) chump, dude. (laughs) Asshole. How dare you? What do you think I am? Some sort of fucking clon? (laughs) Some clon here, dude? Do you think I'm worth the bronze? Get the fuck out of here. Fun fact, you can go see Kennedy's uh, original two medals at the uh, JFK Presidential Library and Museum. Oh, shit. So maybe we'll go take a look at those. A story still to tell field trip. Yeah. Uh, Now, at this point, the war is over. And it was time for John F. Kennedy. He's John now. No more Jack. No more no, Jack he's, bullshit. He's fucking grown up, man. Yeah. He's he's got a dead old brother. He's going on his own. Yeah. He's now, a war hero. John had considered becoming a teacher, maybe a writer. But with Joe's tragic death, everything changed. After serious discussions with John about his future, Joe Sr. convinced him you will fill your dead brother's size eight and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know. I'm sure they're I'm sure it's Probably a size 13s. ten. Sure it's a size Thirteens, bro. Fourteens, dude. Sixteens. Mm, <laughs> he said you're gonna fill his fucking shoes now. He said he's gonna be the first Catholic president. Wrong. You asshole. You are, dude. So, he was talking about you the whole time. <clears throat> he. Joe Sr. encourages John to run for Congress in Massachusetts' uh, 11th Congressional District. He ends up winning 1946. But this only happened after Joe Kennedy called in a little bit of a political favor. More so, bullied a guy into quitting. <laughs> so, there was, a, uh, there was a U.S. representative named hey, James. Hey, you don't really want this job, do you? you? This. No, that's literally your, what he does. Your he goes, job of your life. He says, there's this guy, U.S. Representative James Michael Curley, and he is uh, in that Democratic 11th Congressional District that JFK can run in. Because I'm sure, I think it's based off your address, right? Right, and it's kind of, it's got to be. Yeah. So, Joe Sr., <clears throat> he goes up to this guy, James Curley, and he says, hey, dude, you know it would be way fucking cooler than being in Congress? Let's just go ahead and try and be mayor of fucking Boston, dude. Yeah, fuck that. And James Curley was like, damn, I guess that does sound kind of sick. And that's 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 essentially how the opening showed up. And, and then like, I, yeah, uh, I guess I'll go be mayor instead. Pretty decent consolation prize, I bet. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. It's got to be way easier. Being you can be mayor. a lot more corrupt as a mayor. Facts. 
<laughs> you know. Now, at this point, <clears throat> Kennedy established a residence at an apartment building on 122 Baldwin Street, across from the Massachusetts State House. And with his, this is so. This is about his campaign. He ends up getting elected, but we'll talk a bit about his campaign quick. I should have put it in the other order. My mm. bad. So his father financed the whole thing because this is what he was going to do for fucking Joe Jr. So might as well pass down the legacy. And they have a slogan: <clears throat> "The new generation offers a leader." That was that was their slogan. That was it. That's it. That's it. Oh, that's oh, that's the end of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that's horseshit. Yeah, it's pretty lame. I mean, nowadays, all the fucking presidential slogans are pretty whack, too. What was Biden's was uh, build back better? Or that that's the name of his plan? <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. I mean, obviously, we all know fucking Trump's because he never shut up about it. Yeah. Um, what was everybody's before that? Hope. Hope was Obama's, I think. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to know the ones of the people who lose. That'd be more yeah. fun to know. The the B tier, yeah. the second pick, or even slogan. like the C tier, yeah. Anyway, yeah. The new generation offers a leader. Leader. <laughs> uh, I don't fuck with that, but anyway, it obviously worked. Kennedy gets in forty two percent of the vote, beat ten other candidates, and his father, this fucking guy, real clown, oh, Joe, 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 Joe Senior's a clown. He says, yeah. uh, "With the money I spent, I could have elected a chauffeur." <laughs> I'm rich. You are poor. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to say. And this was the beginning. I bought this position. I convinced that moron, that fucking jackass, to go be mayor of fucking Boston, dude. Fuck that. I could have convinced you morons to vote in fucking Carrot Top to get in this shit. So this is the beginning of JFK's political career. And uh, Democrat, he served three terms, six years, because it's in twos, in the House of Representatives. Uh, there, he was an anti-communist, pro-veteran, anti-union. Whoa. Not cool. Pro-education. All right. That's cool. I'm back in. Guy who just fucking loved international affairs. Anti-communist. This is going to be one of the reasons they say fucking Lee Harvey Oswald kills him. Yeah. Pro-veteran. Hey, should probably be pro-veteran, I guess. I he think so. Veteran. Anti-union's not tight. No, that's not tight. That's at super all. bogus. Pro education, especially cool. where like he came from. Yeah, dude, this Boston, bro. That is literally union country. Literally, fuck you. Fuck you. Now, by 1952, Kennedy knew that he wanted to do more than be a lowly eh, member of the House of Representatives. <laughs> he said, "Yo, pops, I think I want to be a fucking senator. That's where the real money's at. Yeah, that's where I'm trying to get in." Then I can trade stocks. <laughs> I can do insider trading. Uh, and Sebastian, when he says so that he wants to be it, Joe Sr. doesn't hear it from JFK's mouth. He pictures, he actually like puts up a picture of Joe, Joe Jr. Jr. with the mouth cut out. This is like a Boromir Faramir situation. Exactly. For you Lord of the Rings kids. That's sick they're yeah. gonna love it's a that. dad that loves the older brother and has disdain for the younger one this is gonna skyrocket us now we're gonna really dude eat now we're eat, fucking picking up on a particular market love it uh so he says daddy i want to be a senator jfk becomes a senator you got it and soon after being elected JFK, dad i want to be a senator dad, 36 years old he's like hey you know what would be really sick? 
he cracks back. He's sitting in his little senator's office, and he like puts his, you know, tries to put his feet up, but his on broken millions back of dollars. He's like, I should probably marry a chick, you know. Time about time, you know, somebody fucking settle down. down a little bit here. Strap find a good mate. My old fucking paralyzed ass. <laughs> In comes Jacqueline Bouvier. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. And at the time, she was just a writer with the Washington Times Herald. She's Jackie Kennedy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, if you couldn't pick it up. Okay. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Now, unfortunately, early in their marriage, uh, Kennedy's back, shockingly, started to fucking suck again. You know, that's what happens when you turn 35. She broke her back. Broke his back. At this this point, he has like just 40% of an active spine. He's been riddled with problems, dude, since a child. Breaks his fucking back playing football. Then he gets a goddamn PT boat crashed through him. (laughs) Fucking all of this shit. He never gets any of it fixed, even though he has all the money to do it. Right, he's like, nah, I'm I'm fine, actually. Uh, And uh, he ends up having to have two pretty serious surgeries and in which the doctors told Jackie, hey, he's not going to make it. He was literally like on like death's door following one of these surgeries. Holy shit. We know who fucking makes it. John F. Kennedy. John, dude. JFK, he's a trooper. He's resilient. When he gets up, I think, I can't remember if he was in a coma exactly. Don't quote me on that. But he definitely was on the edge of death. He ends up writing a book about other U.S. senators who had risked their careers to fight for the things they believed in. That's how JFK sees himself, which is pretty fair. He is a, that is him as a politician. He definitely does fight for the shit he believes in. And the book is a pretty famous one, Pulitzer Prize winner. Uh, It's titled Profiles and Courage. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. No, I haven't. I didn't know he was like a proclaimed author. Mm -hmm. It ends up uh, winning the Pulitzer Prize 1957. And that very same year, they welcome their first child, Caroline Kennedy or Carolyn. I don't know. Sweet Caroline. Oh, dude, I wonder if that's why Boston loves that song. Maybe. They love that song. That's I mean, like I love that song. Bam, bam, bam. It just fits their uh, accent uh, really well, too. Oh, yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Now, the next year, 1958, Kennedy reelected, second term of the Senate, ends up beating out some Republican schmuck named Vincent J. Celeste. He ends up winning by like almost a million votes. So Holy shit. Not really a close election. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Holy and shit. It was during his reelection campaign that Kennedy's press secretary at the time, a man named Robert E. Thompson, put together a short documentary about JFK. In it, it's like a day in the life situation, like kind of like a vlog, but. Um, also like, you know, serious and like edited to be a form of like propaganda, you could say. Um, but it's the first time that anybody has really been shown what like a life Senator, like it was, we ended up talking about it in one of our earlier episodes. We mentioned that there was uh, Jackie Kennedy brought the TV crews into the white house. Do you remember us mm, talking about that? Yeah, the Cribs episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is this is the what, first insider look of what it is. This is kind of where that idea of like breaking the wall between you know, politician 
and like regular just people. Everybody else. Kind of starts with this little mini documentary during his reelection campaign. Damn, that's pretty cool. Uh, it was at the time the most comprehensive film produced about like a senator, like I said. Um, and even with Kennedy, it's been referenced and cited in every single biography just because of uh, it was at the time like it's a it's, it's just impactful a really crazy thing it's impactful man before then you elected people and that was it you didn't that know was like what the last you saw what was going on yeah now uh at this time he's also and talked about briefly in the film is uh kennedy's thinking it might be time it might be time for me to maybe be that first fucking catholic president if joe jr can't do it all right fucking here we go looks like old jack's gotta stand up now if you remember that was 1958 that's so crazy that he was literally just his brother's shadow yeah throughout his entire life until he died you think he would have been his fucking vice president probably Can you even do that yeah because he ends up doing something similar with his younger brother robert kennedy oh dude yeah. holy shit but he makes uh robert kennedy is the attorney general right um, but still a really f- powerful position and then robert kennedy ends up running for president and is assassinated by sirhan sirhan <laughs> who is out of jail now i think Damn. actually Finally, we should get a we should get Sirhan Sirhan on the on the horn. Let's see if we can. Let's hear what he had to say. Might be kind of tight. Why? Uh, what's going on? Do you feel bad about it? Hey, Sirhan. <laughs> hey, anything you me. need to get off your chest? What's eating you, bud? Yeah, come on. It's been a long time. Uh, no, I'd be worried that uh, we might uh get put ourselves on some lists yeah. if we start associating ourselves with a <laughs> convicted <laughs> presidential nominee assassin. So yeah, he gets the his re-election campaign um, for Senate, 1958, documentaries made. Kennedy is fucking grabbing this bull by the horns, and he says, next fucking presidential election is 1960. That's the one that I'm going to goddamn That's be me. In. Yeah. That is me on site. So, long hours. Cut to the fucking montage, dude. <laughs> he's shaking hands. He's kissing babies. He's... Going door to door. He actually dude. did go door to door. I, I know. I've seen those pictures. And it's one of the more impressive qualities about him, mm-hmm. honestly. You see him on like a little shitty hut in Virginia, and mm-hmm. it's like, damn, he was really there. Fucking Nixon wasn't doing that. Nixon Hell no. Was, Nixon was up in fucking Yale and all those places. <laughs> he was just, busy getting impeached. He was. Well, that was later. You're right, but they were, they were working on it. Now, all of this whole thing. Kennedy family affair, dude. The Kennedys are all in that bitch. Everyone, everybody's fingers in that pie. Oh, I think no. by now though, Rosemary Kennedy's probably been lobotomized. Oh, for so sure, she's not involved. Her fingers on that pie. No, unfortunately, she never even got the opportunity. Yeah, she can't even see the pie. Uh, she can't even smell the pie. No, they honestly probably did fuck up her sense of smell doing that. Because you got to go through the nose and shit, too. Right. Or the they f- I mean, they just fucked her up. Yeah. So it's daddy. But who? Who? Oh, my God. Whose music is that coming up the rear? It's Robert fucking Kennedy. Oh, it's Chubby Checker. <laughs> it's Back Chubby with another Checker. fucking banger. This is not, oh, yeah. This is 1960. Um, so, yeah. Fl- flashbacks, whatever we were talking about with Irene Garza. Anyway, Robert Kennedy. Now, he's starting to look like, you know, hey, these Kennedys are Kind of fucking cool. They got Joe. They got Joe, too. He's dead. 
They got JFK Senator got President Bobby. guy. And now they got fucking Bobby. They got up Bobby the, Big Bands. Anyway, um, Robert was his whole uh, campaign manager, all that shit. Now, John preferred the uh, JFK preferred. <clears throat> excuse me. JFK preferred Ivy League policy advisors. You know, he said, hey, I like going on like these little small streets and saying what's up to Alabama and shit. But yeah, but that's not who's going to be on my team. These guys are fucking morons. Yeah, they don't know shit. I'm just pandering. And all that pandering paid off on July 13th, 1960, when the Democratic Party officially named, yeah, Jesus, nominated him <laughs> as its candidate for president. At the time, youngest and Kennedy asks, little old guy, maybe you heard of him, Lyndon Baines Johnson, Ooh, a senator from Texas. Ever heard of him, him? As vice president. Now, his whole family hated that decision. They thought he should go with somebody more from the Boston, from the Revolution region, as right. they like to call it. Something, something close to home. But JFK kind of understood, hey, as much as we've shit on him, shadow kid, whatever, he was you know, smart enough, he understood the political climate. Similar to uh, Abraham Lincoln, who, uh, you know, picked a Southern, he picked Andrew Johnson to run as his vice president because Johnson was known and well-liked in Confederate states. Right. So, so you got to like kind of play both sides and yeah. appease them all. But. And that's, that's where LBJ comes in for JFK. Now, at the start of the fall general election campaign, now we're cooking, right? He's got the nom. Now it's fucking Kennedy v. Nixon because Nixon is the Republican nominee. So he's also the incumbent vice president. So walking into it, people are like, we got Catholic dipshit. Older brother's cooler anyway. JFK. We got already been vice president shithead, but hey, we like him. Richard Nixon. Six point lead in the polls. I don't really know what that means. Means people thought he was going to win, though. Yeah, doesn't sound significant, though. Now, major issues that were talked about in the debates. Big one, economy moving again. You know, out of World War II, things slow down. War is money. We know that. So, Kennedy's Roman Catholicism also brought up, hey, are you going to answer to the Pope or are you going to ma- answer to the fucking American people? Pope can't even I drive. swear... I swear. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What do what, what we even say? Uh, I don't know. I, Something. I do not like the man in the little white hat. <laughs> I like the His American people. are way too feminine. <laughs> now, if that were a large, large-breasted, maybe blonde woman as the Pope, then yes. Maybe. I would listen to anything she said. Yes. Sue me. Anyway. His Roman Catholicism. People didn't like it. Cuban revolution that's going on in Cuba. Cuba. How are we going to handle that? Dude, they're looking more and more fucking... They're kind of knocking on our door here. There have never been uh, fucking communists so close to America. What the hell are we going to do? How are we going to fucking figure this out, guys? Also, what about what the fuck the goddamn Soviets are doing in our atmosphere? Those motherfuckers are going to space. They're up in that. Why aren't we? Space race. Space. Where are we at? Race. So those are kind of the big talking points heading into it. Now to address fears of his, you know, Catholicism, he didn't say, hey, if it were a large breasted woman, hey, I think it probably would have made sense to a lot of people. Yeah. But 
He said that it wouldn't impact his decision-making, and he famously told the Greater Houston Ministerial Association on September 12th. See, this he, This said he famously told this. I'd never even heard of this. 1960, <laughs> September 12th, No, it's famous, dude. Everybody has fucking heard of this, Greg. I am not the Catholic candidate for president. I am the Democratic Party candidate for president, who also happens to be Catholic. That is what he said. Yeah, hey. Sure I, I do not speak for my church on public matters, and the church does not speak for me. Yeah, whatever. But if the church had very large-breasted women. They would speak for me. Yeah, also, by the way, we haven't talked about it really yet, any of his personal life. Yeah, he's banging pretty much every chick in sight. That's pretty well known about JFK. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, that's the coop tour through Europe, man. Honestly, what do you think was going on? Not even trying to be crude or make jokes. I think all of uh, society understands that he was cheating on Jackie like 80% Every time, day. So. Yeah. So, yeah, if the fucking Pope had, you know, big boobs, there's a good chance he'd He would have fold. folded. Yeah. Now, between September and October, Kennedy squared off against Nixon and now, if you remember, one of these debates... Squared up. First televised color. presidential debate in U.S. history. It was not in color. It was in oh. black and white. No. All of these... <laughs> first one in color. <laughs> no. Try first one ever. During all these interviews and everything, Nixon, he, he had like a bum leg in one of them. He had like hurt it somehow. He never shaved. You know, he had the five o'clock shadow. Uh, he was sweating a lot. All the lights were really hot. Tense and uncomfortable. Nixon was? Nixon was. Damn. On the other hand, Kennedy, he wore makeup. Yeah, a little blush, maybe a little rouge. Yeah, a little, little something to bring out his eyes. Uh, he was also pretty relaxed, pretty chill, probably because he's off 18 volume because his fucking <laughs> yeah, back hurts. He is relaxed, <laughs> I tell you what. And television audiences trusted that more than they trusted nixon radio <laughs> listeners radio listeners thought nixon did way better right i remember us talking about them mm -hmm. now the debates are considered at this point a milestone in american political history mainly because now we understand visuals in elections and yet all of our presidents are fucking ugly yeah how was that possible how was that possible i mean george bush when he was young kind of looked like ted bundy so i mean ted bundy's so he's hot handsome right obama handsome young john mccain was handsome the thing is all these dudes are fucking old right donald trump has never been you know handsome. this isn't this isn't a pop culture show you know, young joe biden also decent joe biden looks like a fucking bag of bones so right now yeah somebody no. needs for he's, that man's he's sake. He's a fossil. That, for that man's sake, I feel bad for him <laughs> yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, but yeah, I mean, where, why aren't we electing any more fucking good-looking people to office? Yeah, come on. This is crazy. Let him be the poster. Yeah. The face of our nation. Trudeau up in Canada. Yeah, what the fuck? He's a handsome dude. Now look at us. How far? We've been cucked. <laughs> <laughs> this country. <laughs> Uh, now, Kennedy's campaign gained momentum after that first televised debate, and he pulled ahead of Nixon. Oh, uh -oh wait a second. Watch out. What's Whoa, happening hold here? on, guys. What's going on? And on election day, oh, what happens? <laughs> Kennedy defeats Nixon in one of the closest presidential elections of the 20th century. Uh, if this were the 21st century, uh, Nixon probably would have stomped his feet crying. You know, they stole the election. They yeah, stole the no votes. shit. 
that is how is this possible meanwhile every time there's like a fucking like research into like voting did you hear that like in georgia like all the people who voted twice were republicans yeah that's <laughs> a fucking crazy shit uh he won by just two tenths of one percent holy shit meaning he had 49.7 percent of votes while nixon had 49.5 and again, this is all based off the electoral college, but this is. But that's what decides yeah. it, anyways. That's fucking I was, crazy. I was just gonna say, JFK three hundred and three electoral votes, Nixon two nineteen. You need two sixty nine. Oh. At this point, you needed two hundred sixty nine to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when you think of popular vote, which again, every single goddamn election is won by a fucking Democrat in terms of popular vote. But but this electoral college system really seems to value God knows what. Yeah, God knows what money talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Fourteen of the state electors from oh, wouldn't you guess this? Republican states are fucking trying Mm. to corrupt an election. Wouldn't even put Kennedy on their ballot. So if you were if you were a Democrat in Mississippi and Alabama, you couldn't even vote for kennedy you have to like write them in i don't even know probably they even had write-ins um and that was hey what what reason do you think that they what main reason do you think mississippi and alabama didn't care much for john f kennedy Mm, i don't know it's not that he's a democrat well it is and also (laughs) well here's the crazy thing the thing that really got him riled up he supported the civil rights movement. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh man! Yeah, that's a bad apple. Uh, they put instead for their Democratic nominee a man named Harry F. Byrd of Virginia. Uh, another elector in Oklahoma did the same thing. I'll show you a Harry Bird. Oh, <laughs> How many times do you think Kennedy said that? <laughs> and at that point, Kennedy, and still to this day, Kennedy became the youngest president ever at 43 years old oh elected president because theodore roosevelt i literally put the note in uh theodore roosevelt assumed the presidency at 42 after william mckinley was assassinated in 1901 oh so theodore roosevelt's the youngest president here's a fun little trivia fact for you theodore roosevelt youngest president in u.s history jfk youngest elected president in u.s history right because theodore he kind of, he didn't fall into the position, but he did. Yeah. Because, old boy. Now, in the beginning of his presidency, hey. it's kind of cool. We're, if you didn't realize, we're creeping up on a certain year that might be on the thumbnail of the past four mm. episodes. So, at the start, hey, we're hitting kind of the finish line, unfortunately, mm. on JFK's life. To be fucking blunt about it. The fin- yeah, the yeah. end of it, actually. <laughs> the finish line, Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the beginning of his term, he approved the CIA's plans to invade Cuba. Didn't quite work out. We've talked about that. No, it, it didn't at all, actually. Cuban Missile Crisis. Wait, are we... I think we're supposed to be on the other side of the island. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> uh, during the crisis, Cuba ordered a lot of nuclear missiles from the Soviet Union. Closest the world had ever been to nuclear war. It's gone mad. Kennedy then... If you remember, we gave, there were options, and now they're attack, do nothing, block them. Embargo. Yeah. Anyway, he chose block them, which mm-hmm. is what everybody thought was the dumbest option. And he was like, nah, nah, just shut them off. And that's that was the best option. It worked out. Worked great. 
because all of his advisors said, no, we have no choice now but to attack. He's like, well, well hang on. listen here, though. If we attack them, then what's Russia going to do? Uh, then, you know, they make their arrangement with the Soviet Union. We covered the Cuban Missile Crisis a little bit in one of our earlier episodes. Um, U.S. takes its missiles out of Turkey, promises to never invade Cuba. Russia takes, or Soviet Union takes their missiles out of Cuba. Then like, it's hey, a wash. I, our bad. Pretend this never happened. Yeah, we were kind of overstepping. We realized that. We are just trying to test your gangster. Now, if... I also... Sorry, I kind of meant to put this beforehand... It was his inaugural speech that was the ask not what your country can do for you. Ask instead what you can do for your country. Very famous. Yeah. Famous. Very That's fam- actually like famous. one of the most famous quotes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, President Kennedy, together with his wife, his two children, they brought they brought a lot of zhuzh into the White House. A lot House. of life. And, I mean, they brought the media into it, dude. They, like, reinvented. Mm-hmm. And they also kind of turned the White House into more... It was less a of playboy a... playboy mansion. Oh, you know that's, <laughs> what, he, that's <laughs> what he was doing, dude. Like, um, shit. He, uh, they turned it... Jackie kind of turned it into a place that celebrated American history, culture, and achievement. Um, and this was, again, like, the first time that this wasn't just for socialites. Right. Because that's what the White House prior had been a lot of. Yeah, they broke that wall down to mm-hmm. actually show what it's li- like, what they're doing, that they're a family and just. Yeah. So they. Trying to make a thing happen. They invited artists, writers, scientists, poets, musicians, actors, athletes, anybody who they felt represented the United States. Let's put you in the building that represents the United States. Yeah, let me show you that, like, you're a part of this. Uh, she, you're the, like, building blocks of this. Kennedy, or excuse me, Jackie Kennedy was, like I said, the one who was a lot more hands-on with it. Uh, she, caught, she got a lot of the finest art, furniture that the United States had ever produced. Uh, she restored all the rooms in the White House to make it a place that truly reflected America's history, in her opinion as well as the artistic creativity. Um, and that's kind of when, again, they start bringing in the cameras. Like, hey, let's see. We're doing all this Snapshot. Work. Might as well show you what we've been up to in the White House. And shout, right. out, and shout out to Jackie Kennedy for that. Because she was a real one. Yeah, she was also dating a guy, married to a guy, had kids with a guy who kept cheating on her. And she stayed there the whole she time. She fucking held it down. Um, you know, they had two kids. They had Caroline and John Jr., they put a preschool in there, swimming pool, treehouse, all on the White House lawn, um, all of that. They all made it a shit. fucking family house, dude. Yeah. And this is something that we never would have covered in like a year's like recap. This is this is more tied in with just his presidency as a whole. You yeah, because I mean? it's not. I mean, it, it's an important part of the year, but it yeah. has more to do with him. Now, kind of circling, sorry, that that was kind of supposed to be before I talked about the Cuban Missile Crisis and all that. Um, It's a little backpedal. Yeah, just a quick backpedal. Sorry about the the, uh, confusion there. So now let's kind of talk more about the serious things that he faced as a president. Obviously, Cuban Missile Crisis. Chaos. After World War II, a lot of anger and suspicion between the two countries that had been allies. And... uh, there was never any real true fighting between the two, but 
there was obviously distrust. Yeah. A uh, lot of lot of lot of seeds <laughs> of uh I'm trying to think deceit. of that word. Deceit. Yeah. yeah. Now planted on both sides. Oh, big time. Spies everywhere. Uh shout out Gary Powers. You got fucking shot down, asshole. Fucking hero, hero dude. Hero. Ham the Astro Chimp is a hero. hero. Um He should have been president. Now, because they both distrusted each other, that's where you see the enormous amounts of uh, money stockpiling, uh, nuclear weapons stockpiling, um, every sort of asset you could picture stockpiling. Um, And this was one of the first times that, you know, two modern powers were doing that. You'd see that with like the Ottoman empire and like the Roman empire yeah. and shit. But, but now you have like two, two modern superpowers. countries that don't even need to invade one another to eviscerate one another. They're just terrifying in concept, like looking back, but I mean, it could still happen at like any time. Yeah. Uh, this was also around the same time Berlin got divided. Um, just all of this shit all over just fucking ideal ideas about life communism versus capitalism right that's how much they were in love with it you're on other sides of the globe like during his who fucking cares literally who cares sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there uh during his presidency another little fun fact he was said to read six different newspapers while he ate breakfast which makes well, me think he read zero newspapers. Yeah, or just did all the easy crosswords or Sudokus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, read them. He wasn't reading them. He was reading Garfield and like Herbert and shit. Fucking love Garfield. He hates Mondays. He fucking hates it, but he loves lasagna, dude. <laughs> That's a fucking cat. That's a cat. He's a cat. What the fuck? Uh, he like also- he's got nine to five. Yeah, not, oh, he doesn't understand. He just sleeps all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just a fat kid. Now, Kennedy really wanted to move the United States forward into the future. New discoveries, science, improvements, infrastructure. And that's to be respected. Because there isn't much of that with presidents lately. Uh, no, it doesn't seem like no. that at all. In fact, there's a lot of anti-science yeah, rhetoric. Being uh, spewed around everywhere. Uh, he wanted democracy, cool. freedom for the whole world, all of that shit. So one of the first things President Kennedy did was create the Peace Corps. And this was like a big thing for his campaign, all of that. Um, through the program, still exists today. Americans volunteer, work anywhere in the world where assistance is needed. Uh, education, farming, healthcare, construction. Uh, that's kind of just what the Peace Corps does. Just improving impoverished kind of won the respect of the world too yeah it's fun i mean it's a really cool cool thing uh kennedy was also eager for the united states to learn the way in exploring space space now the soviet union we all know was ahead (laughs) of the united states in the space program and united er, excuse me and president kennedy was determined to catch up he said quote no nation which expects to be the leader of other nations can expect to stay behind in this race for space. Disgrace. Disgrace. <laughs> Waving your can, kicking your can all over the place. <laughs> Kennedy we was, will. We, we will. will. <laughs> 
Kennedy was the first president to ask Congress to approve more than $22 billion at the time for Project Apollo, which had the goal of landing an American man on the moon before the end of the decade. Shit. Crazy thing is, they didn't even need the whole fucking decade after he, after he said it. After he snapped. Now, $22 billion, dude? There were a lot more serious problems, though. Yeah. Being a president, as easy as it seems, not that easy. Yeah, it seems... <laughs> You can't just get seems like a walk in the park. Can't just get head in the Oval Office and pop like eighty fucking Valium. Right? Yeah, and just have a broken back, dude. His what he considered the biggest problem in the United States at the time, very fairly, was racial discrimination. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court had ruled in 1954 that segregation in public schools would no longer be permitted. But that wasn't being enforced on local levels. Everywhere. Yeah. No. Because it's a brand new law. And people are like, fuck that. Yeah. Um, this law, law of the land. But, um, yeah, obviously no no southern state was into it. Uh, still racial segregation on buses, restaurants, movie theaters. Everywhere in public was still um, segregated. And Kennedy made it a goal to fucking end that, to his credit. Uh, thousands of Americans joined together. This is where the civil rights movement, protests, all of this. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. This is really where you see. This is the this is what Kennedy is getting into as president. He has to kind of like from his Oval Office see a country that is going through this. Now, Martin Luther King, like I said, famous leader. Um, Kennedy made it a point to meet with people like Martin Luther King, all that shit. He wanted to welcome them into the White House the same way he welcomed in athletes, actors, all of that, civil rights leaders, thinkers. They needed to be involved in the conversation. Yeah, they needed to be at the forefront. You know, they needed to be seen, shown that John actually is with this shit. Yeah. But what he said while supporting their efforts, he believed that holding public protests would only anger white people and make it even more difficult to convince members of Congress who didn't agree with him to pass civil rights laws. So he wasn't necessarily anti-protest. He was just like, Hey, you guys are kind of making my job harder. I get it. I see. Yeah, you. I, I understand you. why the fuck you're doing it, but God damn, you guys are kind of making things hard. They're just going to blame you for everything. Yeah. Like they still do today. They do. They really do. They really do. Uh, by June 11th, 1963, however, President Kennedy decided that the time had come. He needed to do something, put his foot down, and he proposed a new civil rights bill to Congress. And he went on television, asked Americans, we need, you know, he said, hey, racism bad, essentially. He Not said, good. 100 years of delay have passed since President Lincoln freed the slaves, yet their heirs, their grandsons are not fully free, he said. This nation was founded by men of many, <clears throat> my accent, I feel like I lost it. This nation was founded by men of many nations go. and backgrounds. And on that principle, all men are created equal. Kennedy made it clear. He said, hey, regardless of skin color, knock it the fuck off, all right? Yeah, fucking chill out. Can't we all just get along? He also created a plan called the New Frontier, which was a series of uh, government programs that worked with urban renewal, uh, helped working class people, you know, Peace Corps. Um, he also agreed to a large tax cut to help the economy, which most of the time that tax cut 
ends up just being kept by all those businesses. <laughs> Comes back. Uh, he called for bite you. Yeah, that that was the Civil Rights Act in 1964. That was uh, the purpose of it was to make discrimination, segregation illegal. Uh, he also wanted to figure things out with Castro. Like, you know, he saw a lot of problems and he tried tried his darndest to fix them. I'll give him that credit. And a lot of big problems, too. Like, yeah, humongous issues. And so, by the fall of 1963, because most of the time, it's really hard to get shit done as a president at the start. You know? So, 1963. You gotta get people in your corner. Rolls around. And he, his political advisors, they're geeked. They think 1964, this, this is, is going to be... This is his year, dude. We're going to fucking cruise through it. And he was not... He had not announced, because back then it wasn't assumed so much that you were going to run for re-election. Nowadays it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he hadn't announced that he was running again, but it was pretty clear. And a lot of people wanted him to run again. Like, please. Come on, JFK. Come on back. So, at the end of September... I love you. The president traveled west, spoke in nine different states in less than a week, and the trip was meant to put a spotlight on natural resources and conservation efforts. JFK also used it to sound out themes such as education, national security, and world peace for his run in 1964. A month later, the president addressed Democratic gatherings in Boston and Philadelphia. Before Went back to his home hometown Boston, over there. Before on November 12th, he held the first important political planning session for the upcoming election year. At the meeting, JFK stressed the importance of winning Florida and Texas, which is crazy that those states still to this day determine who's president. It's fucked up. Well, and like what, Ohio? Yeah. Yep. Ohio, too. Ohio actually is like way larger, not size wise of a state. Um but like they have like a few like big cities like Cincinnati and Cleveland. Like yeah, it's just interesting. Columbus, Columbus too. Um, just popping out there. And he talked about specifically Florida and Texas. He had plans to visit both states in the next two weeks. Now remember that date, November twelfth. Bum bum bum. Jackie Kennedy was supposed to accompany him on the uh, pass through Texas, which would be her first ever extended public appearance. Um, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> they had lost a child, by the way. Patrick Kennedy oh, died. Shit. I forgot that I, yeah. Jesus Christ, what so, happened? I think it was just like a childbirth thing. I can't remember. I meant to add more about it, but, but they're, they're grieving. Jackie was very public at the start when she was kind of revamping the White House. Patrick passes away. She kind of recluses a bit so she's meant this is kind of also supposed to be a comeback to her for her because people loved her they wanted to see more of jackie and uh on november 21st the president first lady departed on air force one for the two-day five-city tour of texas now president kennedy was aware that there was a feud among party leaders in texas and it could jeopardize his chances of carrying the state in 1964 one of his aims for the trip was to bring the Democrats together. He also knew that a relatively small but vocal group of extremists was contributing to the political tension in Texas and would likely make it, you know, again, far more difficult, especially in when Dallas. There's a militia out in, there. In Dallas, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, a man named Aldi Stevenson, had been physically attacked a month prior after making a speech there. 
Nonetheless, holy shit, JFK seemed to relish the prospect of leaving DC, getting out among the people, getting into the streets the same way he did from the very beginning. The first stop was San Antonio. Vice President Lyndon Baines Johnson and Governor John B. Connolly, as well as Senator Ralph W. Yarborough. Now, those two were feuding, by the way. Those are two of the Democrats. Oh, shit. They're, they're the people squabbing mm-hmm. in Tejas. So that's who they're supposed to get down and be like, we got to calm this and figure yeah. this out. Hey, come on, guys. They Let's get all on the same side <clears throat> here, please. They accompanied the president to Brooks Air Force Base for the dedication of the Aerospace National Medical excuse me, Health Center. Continuing on to Houston, he addressed the League of United Latin American Citizens and spoke at a testimonial dinner for Congressman Albert Thomas before ending the day in Fort Worth. Next stop, Dallas. And that's where we'll pick back up next week. Oh, shit. The big day of... Damn, JFK's big day out. JFK's final Final day out. It's crazy. Like I, I feel bad like making jokes, but at the same time, like man, it's been so long. Statute of limitations. It's run up. It's run up, dude. We can joke about it now. Damn. Yeah. I'm excited to get into the day jokes. of. Me too, man. I think I think everybody is. Yeah, I'm we've had a, we've had a lot of rising action, yeah. which I know can be tedious. So, but wait for this keep, climax. I was just gonna say I don't want to keep edging you guys. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to it. I promise, man. Oh fucking a, damn uh, dude. Yeah, we have to do a bit of recap with if you remember we left Lee Harvey Oswald in Mexico, mm-hmm. so he has to. We're, well, we we got to do some traveling. Well, on the day of it'll be, we will focus mainly on how the two meet in Dealey Plaza. You know, we have to talk about uh, Lee Harvey Oswald getting back up to Dallas, what he does in that meantime, JFK going through all the plans the day of and uh you know and then you know how many shots were fired what happens next back into the left some conspiracies i do the conspiracies do happen oh uh, but I'm shit dude i'm with it dude i'm with it too we uh we are now able to be reviewed on spotify so if you are a spotify listener please go ahead and do that if, uh, Give us a rate. Yeah, you only have to tap the five stars. You don't even need to write something. Yeah, you There's can't. There's not even a barrier. You can't like even difficulty. write anything. Yeah, you can also give us one star, but I'd prefer you don't. So yeah, that'd be better. If you have held off reviewing us for one reason or another, why? Well, if you are planning on reviewing <laughs> us one star, I'd suggest you continue to hold off. Now, if you've been thinking, hey, this is a five-star show, and hey, realistically, if we're a four-star show, we're a five-star show. Yeah. And if we're a three-star show, us? if we're a three-star show, we're also a five-star show. Two-star. Well, star. if we're a three-star show, we're a four-star show. And right. If we're a four-star show, we're a we're five-star five star show. show. So, uh, why don't you just go ahead and do it, do your thing, or don't. Hey, you know what? I'm not here to peer pressure you. I am. Sebastian will. I am. I've been fucking harassing people, even people I don't know. Give me your phone. Just on the streets. Give hey, give me your phone. Yeah, I stick people up, take their mobile device, rate myself, Hand and then say have a great day and check out this podcast. He's not wrong. They have been talking about it on Care 11 News. A masked man yeah. demands <laughs> reviews. Uh, demands reviews on a small time podcast. Uh, be sure to t- uh, be a friend, tell a friend also. You know, again, 
nobody cares about your taste in podcasts. So no. if, if you tell a friend to listen to it and they're like, wow, this is Sounds not great. good. I mean, I've listened to a couple that the homies have recommended, you know? Of course. But I don't feel like I'd ever be recommended something. Even if I didn't like it, I would never tell them. Right. So I just probably wouldn't listen to it. Why don't you stop pretending like you somehow have some fucking reason not to tell all your fucking buds at the, I don't know, swap yeah, what's, meet? About? What's holding you back? Tell everybody. Maybe we'll, we'll maybe we'll start making stickers. Maybe some billboards. Oh yeah, we'll take out a billboard. Dude, a billboard would be fucking cool. It's actually. just you and me standing back to back. <laughs> yeah. We should get one and do it like logo. Chris Lindell. Yo. But it's the two of us doing the same thing. Whoa. That could be fun. That would be fun. Oh boy. Um, Greg. What's up? Did you have any oh, resolutions? Yeah, I was just gonna say we had New Year New Year's resolutions. Did you have any? Um, I don't know. I don't ever really think about it. <laughs> me neither. I didn't like make any. But is there anything you want to work mind? on this year? Like me? Yeah, you. I guess the show. Take you know, do get even, down and dirty with do it. even more with the show. Um, man, you're putting me on the spot. I don't know. Maybe bake some more. Make make homemade. Oh, there you I don't go. Know. Goods. Focus on your hobbies. Yeah, that's a good one. Focus on my hobbies. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, that's, that's kind of what, what I'm trying well, to do. Well, you can't take my resolution. And well, my resolution is to was... focus on... No, I said it first. My, no, my no, resolution no, is to focus first. on my hobbies. Okay. My resolution is also to focus on my hobbies. Jesus. It is, though. I've been making, you know, music. Yeah, that's true. Want to do... Get more into that and just like... You know, yeah. get past that learning barrier and have it just be fun every time. Your resolution isn't to be like a better father? No. Okay, cool. Yo, <laughs> you know what's crazy? I'll tell the whole audience this. Yeah, also, yeah, if you don't care, turn it off and review us. Sebastian's got, I guess, a post-show story. I didn't yeah, know about this. just cool. a little one. It cool. just popped into my head. So I was at the grocery store with my daughter uh, the other day. I take her to the local one because they have little carts for kids, and she's a great helper. I've seen those. Those are super cute. And I, you know, I like ask her. It's like, hey, do you want grapes, apples? She's like, "Mm, no grapes, but let's get some apples. It's like, okay, cool. And we're just wandering through the store. She's helping me pick stuff out, blah, blah, blah. We, like, run into, Lil literally runs into this lady, and, uh, She's like, oh, hey, blah, 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 ha, 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 everything's fine, just, you know, kids being kids, and then she walks up later, and she's like, hey, I'm a child psychologist, and I just wanted to let you know, you're doing a great job, and I was like, what the fuck, like, thanks. Wow. That's like, I mean, that's really what cool. What a compliment, that's so sweet. For real, I just didn't know how to respond, I was like, I really appreciate that, like, goddamn. It's crazy what happened. Crazy, because she's been driving me fucking nuts. I fucking hate the kid. <laughs> it, I was going to say, it's crazy what uh what showing your child healthy emotions and having the emotional capacity to, like, I don't know, be, I don't even know how to describe it. Be functional, I'm, be I'm nice, picturing, understanding, I'm like picturing, caring. like, you as a person, then as a parent, and how that differentiates from, you know, probably others so how it translates yeah you're killing it dude you are a great dad so thanks dude tell you what my resolution is to be a better father yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) to to myself to myself you You know know what i mean i've sunned myself i will pretend that i am you and talk to myself 
in how your voice. I would talk to Lil. Yes. Yeah. Like uplifting. Let's focus yes. on our breathing. What's bothering you? Are there you feeling is. frustrated? I will be a better father this year. Are you feeling safe? I'll be a better father than you this year. Are you? <laughs> I'm going to outfather you. I'm sorry. Did you get uh, your kid a giant pop-up princess tent with no, LED lights? But maybe I should get myself, I don't know. I'll Dog, get myself one. We were hanging out in this. Yeah. Lil and I. Sebastian, by the way, has tent. a very large pink hexagonal themed tent. That I mean, dude, it's got room. frills over the top. It's got curtains around the sides. It's cool. It is bigger than a New York apartment. Yeah. It's sweet. It's a one bedroom. Uh, no, we just put pillows and shit in there and read books. That's, That's awesome. Tight, dude. It's nice to lounge in there. You don't put it in a room? It doesn't fit since I built it out here. That's fair. Not oh, crazy. I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not fucking getting that through the door. Oh, yeah. shit. Well. That's all. Cool. That was awesome. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to everybody out there. I hope you guys all have, have cool resolutions and you don't need one. Hey, you're all perfect already. So, hey, maybe a resolution. Hey, maybe just tell one person about the show. Yeah. Just one. My resolution is to hype up someone else's podcast. Hype up my podcast even more. Let's do it. Well, Sebastian, for the first time in 2022, what do you say we... uh Play the music and get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. Yeah, let's do it. Sweet, dude. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Peace out, losers. Peace.